Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960 WSBT, WSBTRadio.com, the WSBT Radio app, and on Twitch as Darren Pritchett talks Notre Dame football recruiting with Blue and Gold Illustrated insider Mike Singer. It is time once again for a Tuesday tradition on Budweiser's weekday sports beat. We talk Notre Dame football recruiting with Notre Dame football recruiting insider Mike Singer. Of course, you can always catch our interview on Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat and also a video feed of our conversation, always available on the Blue and Gold YouTube channel. I'm going to say we have some Mike Singer Georgia weather right now here in South Bend. Finally, it is beautiful, sunshine, 70 degrees. I mean, let's bring all the recruits in now, Mike. I mean, this is Chamber of Commerce weather right now. We never have snow around here. And it's a big recruiting month, Darren. So yeah, that will uh, that will definitely uh, take place. You betcha. Hey, let's talk about Easter week. And we actually had a visitor. Who was that? You know, I, I wrote an article on this young man at bloomgold dot com today, and, and the opening sentence was, "Look, Easter weekend's really not a recruiting one for Notre Dame. Um, not only because kids, you know, aren't usually traveling Easter weekend, but also because I mean, it, it's Notre Dame. But when." You know, a top safety target wants to visit campus. You 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 have him on campus. So Marquise Gallegos from uh from West Hills, California, Chaminade High School, nation's number two hundred nineteen overall player, number twenty safety, um in the country. This was his second time to Notre Dame in total. Um, his first being for the spring game a year ago. So it was good to get him on campus. Long time target for the Fighting Irish. Chris O'Leary offered him. I want to say for Pot of Gold Day last year. Hmm. So it was a March offer of twenty twenty two. Notre Dame's been recruiting for a long time, got him back up on campus, and Gallegos told me that um, he is looking to schedule an official visit for Notre Dame and eyeing the weekend of June 9th. So, you know, Notre Dame's at how many commitments now? Nine, nine or so, and no safety commits yet. Uh, I would believe that O'Leary would be ecstatic if Gallegos is to join the fold for the Fighting Irish. Visit went really well. Um, Chad Bowden O'Leary spent you know a lot of time with them for that that two day visit. Marcus Freeman uh, was involved with Guy Gose's visit as well. So um, yeah, I, I mean Notre Dame battling USC, you know, the, kind of the considered the favorite with them being the local school. But uh, he was at Michigan and Michigan State while in the Midwest too. So it's hard to kind of get a um, a strong vibe on where exactly he's leaning. He was at he's going to Oklahoma next weekend. So a lot of schools still in the mix for this four-star safety, but Notre Dame, when it comes to decision time, will definitely be a finalist. Okay. Cliff Kingsbury going to USC now as a coach. That's kind of an interesting development there for the Trojans. Now let's focus on this week. We're starting to wind down spring practice, the spring game, a little over a week away. Is this a big recruiting week in terms of visitors on campus? Yeah, it's crazy how fast the spring ball has gone by that, that we're already nearing the end. So I had been talking about on your show and in my shows on our Blue and Gold YouTube channel that this was 
going to be a little bit of a quieter week, and it is compared to the 22nd, but it's a lot busier with with these big time prospects than I thought. Um, you got you got a, several, and we're just going to go through a few of them. Darren Kennedy Erlocker, um, safety target for Notre Dame. The Irish offered him a few weeks ago. Not the highest ranked guy. He's a three star across the board, but someone who uh, Notre Dame's pretty excited about. Um, did I mention who his father was in this little blurb? Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you can imagine who that is. Um, yeah, six one hundred eighty pounds. He hits, you know, like a truck. No surprise given his uh, his lineage. Um, listed as a safety, but a lot of folks think that he could end up playing linebacker. So Kennedy Urlacher, I projected um, him to land at Notre Dame with a prediction. I want to say a few weeks ago, Darren. Uh, let's take a look. February 28th. So you know, a little over a month, uh, I've been, you know, uh, in the belief that, you know, Urlacher is trending towards Notre Dame. Um, and his visit is this weekend. Notre Dame, I think, has only offered a couple offensive linemen in the 2025 class. And here's one from Wisconsin, Owen Strebig, um, number seven offensive tackle in his, in his recruiting cycle, number 75 overall player. 6'7", 295 pounds, and uh, he's a sophomore. Even – let's just say those numbers are embellished a little bit, Darren. Let's just say he's 6'6", 285. <laughs> okay, 6'6", 285 as a sophomore. This kid's massive. Um, you know, uh, big Wisconsin offensive lineman. You know, hey, go get those guys from the Badgers if you can. Notre Dame hasn't been won many recruiting battles against the Badgers in the state of Wisconsin, of course. You know, landed uh, Billy Strauss to end a 20-year drought for Notre Dame going into Wisconsin, which is absolutely crazy considering the distance. Um, but that just kind of goes to show the uh, the fence that the Badgers built around Wisconsin. But Notre Dame looking to change that in the 2025 cycle. Visiting, I want to say, is it is it Wednesday? Darion Dupree from Chicago Mount Carmel, running back target, three-star prospect, uh, someone who we got to see at Irish Invasion last year. He is going to be on campus midweek, uh, his first time since picking up an offer from Notre Dame um, last week. Um, I think that's good news for the Fighting Irish. Quincy Porter, um, you know, uh, a four-star athlete from Bergen Catholic in Oradell, New Jersey, um, making his way um, to Notre Dame uh, midweek as well. Same high school that Notre Dame and Steve Angeli from. I always say when Notre Dame offers a Bergen Catholic kid, they've got a pretty good shot to be a, a finalist. Um, for that player and uh, six three hundred ninety pounds. I mean, what are these feeding these kids? These <laughs> guys are massive. Um, a receiver target for Chancey Stuckey visiting um, this week, Darren. For our radio audience, you wouldn't know Erlocker, the son, is related to Brian because in the picture that Mike showed, he has a big, big amount of hair, a large amount of hair, I should say. Of course, Brian, when he played for the Bears, he was bald, although I think he's added some follicles after retiring from the Chicago Bears. Technology is a beautiful thing. Yeah, I mean, playing for the Bears would make you pull your hair out. (laughs) Unlike being a Dolphins fan, right? Oh, yeah, let's not get started on that. (laughs) <laughs> I already got some grays from being a Dolphins fan. I hear you. My He's Mike Although Singer. my days in my 20s are numbered. <laughs> Mike Singer, Notre Dame football recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. I'm Darren Pritchett. We're on Budweiser's weekday sports beat on WSBT Radio and Blue and Gold's YouTube channel. Let's get to the 2024 recruiting cycle, and let's focus on the wide receiver position. The novice recruiting fan might say, 
Notre Dame cleaned up in the last class with all those wide receivers. How important is it to get more big names in this 24 class? So why don't you start there? Yeah, I don't know if anyone's actually saying that, Darren. I, I, I think the goal is to sign 25 five-stars, um, and anything less than that is unacceptable. Of course. You know, I, I say that with a little bit of sarcasm, but, I mean, let's, let, let, let's be honest. So, yeah, the 2023 receiver cycle is outstanding with Great House, Flores, James, and don't forget about Caleb Smith um, from Texas, someone who I know that staff is really excited about and could be the sleeper. Um, for Notre Dame, but, you know, looking at this 24 cycle, Darren, I wanted to touch on this. I, on Monday, I wrote an article, the gold standard uh, that, I, that I post every Monday, and this one was looking at kind of the latest in receiver recruiting, and um, it, it had some pretty good discussion on our blue and gold message board, and I gave kind of a projected three-man class. I'm expecting it to be three. This is always subject to change when you're, when you're talking about recruiting numbers um, at, at a position in a given cycle, but three is what I'm hearing right now. So I wanted to go through it because – some Notre Dame fans were not very excited about this class, and, and um, I thought it was kind of ridiculous. Hmm. So first, you have Kay Williams locked in. I mean, he's a borderline five-star. Um, I mean, on three's own rankings, as in the number 29 player, number seven receiver, the industry rankings basically the same. He's already committed, and he's 100% locked in. Um, good friends with C.J. Carr, it looks like. Good friends with C.J. Carr. They, they visited campus together Thursday. That connection is really good. You, you absolutely love to see that. So a borderline five-star committed right away. Remember, as good as that great house, if we're just going to go off of recruiting rankings, Cam is ranked higher than those three, or, or four, I should say, wow. that the Notre Dame signed. It's not even close. Those guys were like, you know, the top, you know, fringe top 100 or into the 200s, you know, nationally ranking-wise, at their position between like 20 and 35. Here's Cam at number seven. And it's early. He could rise. He could fall. You never know. Um, but that's a that's a darn good start. When we're talking about visiting soon, I didn't mention Jason Robinson because I knew we were going to talk about him now. He's visiting on, I think it's Monday or Tuesday of next week. Um, I mean, he's a four-star receiver Notre Dame's been after for a long time. Former USC commit, a dynamic slot receiver, a really exciting prospect, Darren. Um, I think Notre Dame fans, you pop on Jason Robinson's tape. He's exciting. Attends high school at Long Beach Poly, which is considered a USC feeder school, but he committed from the Trojans already. He's still considering USC. Also really likes the Colorado Buffaloes with Deion Sanders and, and Cal is another contender for Jason Robinson. But people I've talked to, multiple sources like where Notre Dame's at here, and this visit this upcoming week could be big. So talking about Cam Williams, who I love on the outside, Jason Robinson as this slot receiver, and Isaiah Canyon, who we've talked about a good bit in recent months, 6'2 193 pounds, a superb athlete, flown a little bit under the radar because he played a lot of quarterback at the high school level. Uh, but his receiver tape, how he can run, he's a really good prospect. Um, he picked up his first offer, I want to say it was like two months ago. So he's really blown up um, here in recent weeks. Um, and, and Blue and Gold first reported that he was going to be at, for the spring game um, next weekend. Um, so that that's huge news. So Canyon, Williams, Robinson, I think that would be an outstanding receiver class. Um, you know, rankings-wise, you know, we, we'll talk about that in a few months. <laughs> let, let, let's see where those guys are at their senior season with these rankings. But if you're asking me, I would be fired up about that. And there's some other receiver um, 
prospects we could talk about. I did want to mention quickly Micah Gilbert from Charlotte Christian, teammate of um, Irish Target, uh, Bryce Young, son of Bryant Young, of course. Um, so maybe Notre Dame could have a, a twofer there at Charlotte Christian. And then at Charlotte Catholic, Notre Dame already has Jack Larson committed. So yeah, Notre Dame, it's a Charlotte. Maybe there's a new pipeline there. But Micah Gilbert, I uh, believe that um, he'll probably get up to Notre Dame, I would imagine, this spring. If not, uh, we'll definitely – I would assume we'll take an official this summer to South Bend. So um, those are some of the big names on the receiver board, Darren. And I think it's – I think Notre Dame and, and Chancey Stuck are in a pretty good spot for the 24 class there. Mike, let's go to the other side of the football for a moment and talk about the safety position. I think there's – Obviously, a need to continue to upgrade the talent at that particular position. In fact, I know Coach O'Leary even mentioned, hey, there's a chance we might even pick up a grad transfer in the next couple of weeks. So there might be urgency now. And of course, you have to build up the depth again at the safety position. Are there some names Irish fans should be listening for? Yeah. In terms of O'Leary's comment, anytime a coach is going to say, yeah, we, we might look at the transfer report. That's going to be huge, right? Like, that's a big talking point with the media. But to be completely honest with you guys, they're doing that at every position. Yep. Maybe they're not going to do it at quarterback, you know, or maybe not, you know, uh, another defensive end because they got Javante Jean Baptiste, or maybe not another hybrid nickel safety because they got, you know, the Harper kid from Oklahoma State. But like everywhere else, they're, they're always looking. So I, I kind of. Like, yeah, maybe us media folks are like, oh, Chris O'Leary said that. A lot of these interviews are boring, but that's an interesting tidbit. It's really not because they're looking, they're looking to always, always add talent. Okay, with that being said, at safety, we talked about Kennedy or Locker. I think of the safety targets, he's the most likely to join Notre Dame's class. Um, and I'll have a, an article in the next week or so about at Balloon Gold going through some of the safety names because – it is important to go through because it's kind of hard to get a feel on it because not many of the safeties have been on campus. They have no commits. It's like, who are these safety targets? Um, so I also wanted to talk about it in today's segment. So Earl Walker, definitely a big one. Also visiting for the spring game is Davis Andrews, 6'2", 190 pounds um, from American Fork, Utah. Not, you know, Utah's not a, you know, a hotbed for Notre Dame recruiting. But this does go to show as always, like Notre Dame will recruit the best players, you know, no matter where they are in, in the fighting Irish staff is really excited about this guy. Similar to Erlocker, like he's a pretty big kid and he hits. So there's a, maybe a potential projection for Rover, but Notre Dame's recruiting both Andrews and Erlocker as safeties. And then just one other guy to mention, Jalen McLean, who I know, uh, you know, the Notre Dame staff is really excited about from West Orange, New Jersey, Seton Hall prep, a four-star prospect. Um, yeah, he has Notre Dame as one of his favorite schools early on in the process. Just hasn't been to Notre Dame, but I would anticipate him being an official visit guy um, in the summer if he's not able to get up to campus this spring. So just a few of the safety names. Um, I would have slight concern about the safety position right now. You don't have any commits yet, no star-studded, you know, big names that are trending towards Notre Dame. Some fine players in our locker and, and Andrews, but they're not – you know, getting the casuals fired up with their star ranking. Um, so, yeah, you want to continue to see Notre Dame improve at the safety position. But, um, you know, I kind of look at it as defensive backs overall because corners can move to safety. Notre Dame has, uh, you know, Carson Hobbs and, and Leonard Moore committed, and they can give you safety 
versatility. So can some of the other guys on the roster. Uh, but did want to mention, you know, some of those names to keep an eye on for safety. I want to ask you just one other real general question. Obviously, a lot of changes within Notre Dame football within the last two years. And even recently, Tommy Reese leaving for Alabama and Jared Parker becoming offensive coordinator. When you go from Brian Kelly to Marcus Freeman, obviously the intensity of recruiting is picked up. But just on the offensive side, the offensive coaching staff, how impressed are you with the job these guys have done? And in particular, Parker with a new role now overseeing this offense. So just some general thoughts on the way these guys have recruited on the offensive side the last few months. I think it's a little much for someone to be like, wow, this is so much improved. Look at all this one. Like it, it's still so early in the game. Yep. Um, I do like the two headed approach of Parker and Gadouli though. Uh, it just seems that they're not, all, they're not co-coordinators, but the way it feels on, re- on the recruiting front is that they are. Hmm. Gadouli is kind of taking an ownership of the entire offense with, with recruiting at least, at least for me. And Parker obviously is the offensive coordinator too. So, and, and even like with, with Gadouli, his background being, you know, tight ends coach even for a couple months at, at Wisconsin, right? A lot of the tight ends in Notre Dame's recruiting, Gadouli already had a relationship with, you know, in, in the 25 class especially. I, I, I just like it more. To me, I, I felt like Tommy Reese as a recruiter, was it was a little bit more – he did his own thing. That's at least how I feel. I feel like it was offense kind of, you know, did their thing. Defense kind of did their thing. To me, it feels like a Dooley and Parker are a little bit more Freeman guys. Like, they've coached with him before. Like, it, it just, to, again, I've said to me like 50 times here, trying to make the point very clear, this is in my opinion here, um, that they're more Freeman Foxhole guys. Okay. Not that Reese wasn't. I just get the feeling more so with Good Gillian Parker that he fits more of the Marcus Freeman recruiting uh, vibe. Okay. Finally, I want to talk about someone that meant the world to both of us. And honestly, for Irish fans, he was almost like part of the family. But the late, great Lou Samoji, of course, Blue and Gold Illustrated for decades. It will be two years since his passing coming up in about a week or so and soon after his passing I know you came on the show and you were talking about how there was a loose emoji scholarship fund that was being created and Mike I'm, I'm really happy to see that you guys are already starting to do some amazing things in Lou's honor helping young men and young ladies live out some college dreams I can get on here and talk about it, but I would much rather folks go to blueandgold.com and um, there's a news tab. Click on that. It was an article from April 10th. It's headlined the Lucy Memorial Scholarship already impacting lives. Todd Burlage at Blue and Gold's work, you know, worked with Lou for you know, a couple decades and I just wrote an outstanding piece um, about it. I would I would just recommend people go read it. And and after reading it, please consider donating to the Loose Emoji Memorial Scholarship. I I, I I seriously think about Lou every single day. I, I miss the heck out of that guy. Like just the impact that he had, you know, seriously like a what would Lou do? Hmm. That's I think about that all the time because like in my line of work, how do you handle yourself in this scenario? 
what would Lou do? Or what would Lou say to do? You know? Because sometimes I would do the opposite of what Lou wants. Because Lou would always call me and be like, hey, Mike, I want your recruiting story to be the main spot on our front page. Can you move my article down? And you know what I would always say to Lou? Sure. You know what I would do? Not that. <laughs> because I knew his women's basketball story that he wanted me to bump down would probably do better than my you know, recruiting piece uh, on some you know, high school freshman or something. You know, Just miss the guy. Yep. Just miss that guy. Truly the best. A one-of-one one gem, a gem of a human being. Yep. The world got a lot darker when Lucy Moji passed because that guy was just the best. No question. No question. And heaven got a lot better. Heaven got a lot better yeah. when, when Lucy Moji entered it. Well, I'm so thankful you guys are keeping his memory alive and, again, helping students live out some of their college dreams. So congratulations to you guys for what you're doing. And speaking of blue and gold – We'd love for people that are big fans of the Fighting Irish to be a part of the Blue and Gold family because you know what? It's just a lot of fun. You learn stuff, but it's just doggone fun. You know, since we're talking about Lou, how about I'm going to not give my, my pitch to people to sign up. Consider donating to Lou's Symposium Scholarship Funds. How about that? Okay. Head to the website. Go to the News tab. Article posted April 10th titled the Lou's Symposium Memorial Scholarship Already Impacting Lives. Just read that. Um, and uh, there's a hyperlink to the Memorial Scholarship Fund. I also tweeted the article, so you can go on my Twitter account, at uh, Mike T. Singer, and there is a link there to support the scholarship fund. Um, so, okay. yeah, please do that. All right, very good. He is Mike Singer, the Notre Dame football recruiting insider for Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. I always appreciate your visit, and we will talk to you next week, and maybe we'll even see you next week. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Derek. All right. That is Mike Singer, Notre Dame football recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. Hey, everyone. Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouthwatering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 